Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? What's good? Yo. Yo. Oh, man. Hold on. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, dog? Okay. Yeah. What's good, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to make sure everything is good. Uh, Everything is, is, is good, man. Um, I'm back online again, man. It's your boy CG Podcast, man. I got my bro Keon, man. We got a couple of topics today. We're going to talk about adversity for sure. We're gonna talk about how how to get through adversity. We're gonna talk about a couple other topics within that particular topic, um, and uh, that's what I talked about a couple of days ago, a day or two ago, about adversity and the process, and um, basically it's just when you go through it, because people always say you're gonna go through a storm. Is okay. What do you do within that storm? You know, and uh, I got my 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 bro Keon man to kind of explain. Um, from his 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 eyes, his his point of view, something that can get you going through the week, things that's going on in your life, things that you can hold on to. Just give you another idea, man. We don't got all the answers, but we're gonna throw it. We gonna we gonna give you the best the best answers that we can for sure. And uh, <laughs> what's up, bro? How you doing? Good, bro. Good, man. Relaxing, 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 bro. Yeah, it's definitely uh. <laughs> How it is for a Saturday, man. Me, man, I'm um I'm trying to relax a little bit, man. Came from the MRI today this this morning, man, and uh not looking too good at all, but tore what uh ACL and PCL. Uh-huh. So that's pretty much half of the knee. You know what I'm saying? So that was the news that uh not the doctor, but the guy that that does the photos, the imaging photos. Yeah, for me, he kind of is like, yeah, man, it's kind of, it's kind of bad, you know, and because uh, yeah. uh, for the past couple of days, the pain has been going up. I've been taking Motrin, man. I ain't really want to take Vicodin too much. It got, I don't know, I feel too high. I don't really like that, like too high of a feeling all the time. But um, the Motrins are good, you know what I'm saying? So that keeps me kind of mellow and keeps the pain to go away, or whatever. So. So I see my doctor Tuesday because it's a three day weekend for everybody. So I know everybody's kind of juiced about that. You know what I mean? But my little three day weekend was cut kind of short thinking about everything else. You know what I'm saying? Through this process, through adversity and, you know, like what's the reason behind it and what's the point of it? You know what I'm saying? Kind of put my faith into the Lord, man, and really trying to figure it out you know what i'm saying so that's why i have you on today to to maybe give me another angle not me just anybody that listens to it other people because when you're going through a storm and things that ain't being paid don't got no money more bills than money or say it's not even money you, you lost a family member or gonna lose a family member say not that you lose your job you know what i'm saying it's 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 always something every single day maybe you got sisters arguing you got brothers arguing you got all these things that maybe people come to you for, you know what I'm saying? Or anybody for, it's like, how do you deal with adversity? You know what I'm saying? How, how, how do you deal with the, the process of it? So that'd be basically my first question to you, man. Um, what do you see adversity and how do you deal with adversity? Um, that's, that's, that's kind of really vague. That question is vague. You know what I'm saying? It's really, it's just like saying yes. what kind of, like you know what i'm saying mm. right and, you know, what's your favorite you know what's your favorite color mm. that's really vague you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? 
know the person before you can understand how they deal with adversity. So just mm-hmm. all I do, oh, I go to the Bible. Oh, I go to do music. Oh, I mm-hmm. go. Uh, uh, if you don't know me, mm-hmm. and what that means when I go make music or when I go take photos or when I listen to the Bible or when I sit in silence, it's not going to make sense because, you know, you don't know, you don't know what moves me, what drives me. Kind mm-hmm. of question, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like to clear their head, you know, they want to go play sports, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Maybe sports, maybe they into basketball, maybe they into football, maybe that's just what they do to clear their mind. But why do that person like sports? What, 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 what moves them to do that when they're down or when they have adversity? So, mm-hmm. that's a question, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, so, Definitely big for sure. Yeah, asking a question too, so you can kind of understand what their response is so uh so adversity man how i deal with adversity first off man i've been dealing with adversity all my life and i ain't never had no dad in my life period Mm. (laughs) so so i started in a deficit (laughs) so Mm. um you know um you know i never stayed at one elementary school i never lived in one city i never had you know other people household with me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so uh so so i've been dealing with adversity all my life since mm-hmm. i was born you know mm-hmm. the day i kicked out the womb up uh, no daddy there up uh, no name mm-hmm. up, birth certificate up uh, i don't mm-hmm. want to be held by him i don't have stories of being held right. by him. you know none of that mm-hmm. so, uh so you know fast forward to 38 years later how i deal with adversity um, you know, I'm more casual, I'm more mellow, I'm more mature about how I deal with difficulties. You know what I'm mm, saying? Ask me this. Maturity. So, 10 years ago, I probably would have been hot-headed. I probably been like, what's mm. adversity? I probably question. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, deal with adversity now is I deal with it in a calm, mature, thoughtful, melodical, spiritual you know, you know, that's how those are the different ways that I deal with adversity, you know, right now in a short way. You know, I'm really, really thoughtful about it. I'm really, you know, I, I'm spiritual about it. You know, I'm methodical. I analyze it. Um, You know, I really try to look, I look for the positive in the situation. Um, You know, adversity isn't always negative, you know, right. so we right. say adversity or when we say, how do you deal with something when you're down or how do you deal with a negative situation well from my perspective i might not see it as negative Mm. i might off top look at the situation from a positive standpoint versus what other people may look at it at so right how you do how i deal with adversity first man it's a mindset Mm. gotta Mm -hmm. understand my mindset so you can really understand what my response is so Mm. how i do Adversity, man, it starts with my mindset. How do I see it? Do I see it as adversity? Do I see it as a blessing? Do I see it as a negative? Do I see it as a positive? Like that's 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 the first and the easiest way that I can tell you how I deal with it is first, it's with my mind. You know, I have to I have to have uh some clarity in my mind to understand what I'm dealing with before I can call it adversity or before I can call it trial or tribulation or a hiccup or a hurdle or a mountain 
I gotta really understand what I'm dealing with before I can put a label on it. Okay, let me let me punch in for t- two point five seconds. So adversity and the definitions is uh, is it uh, misfortunes and difficulties, difficulties and misfortune. That's the definition of it. So you so so a misfortune could be a good thing and a bad thing. A difficulty right. could be a good thing and a bad thing. A difficulty. Right. I really, really want this job, but I didn't get hired. Mm-hmm. So, right. but I really wanted the job. So, do I let this stop me, or do I go to the next job? Hmm. Uh, versus, you know, versus I could be hooping and then I blow my knee out. You know right? What I mean? Yeah, that's true. Or, or right. I, I foul somebody hard. Now they want to squab up. You know? Right. You know? You know? So, so we gotta define the difficulty, and we gotta find define the misfortune. Okay. So we understand what we're dealing with. So, what type of adversity are we talking about? Okay. So let's. Okay. So, so I can put a I can put a couple up there for you that everybody in the world can go through. Somebody okay. you lose in your life. Let's let's start there. You know okay. what I'm saying? Somebody that you actually lose that you understood. Maybe you lost a, a great-great-grandmother when you were 10, you don't understand. Maybe somebody 16, you could understand. Maybe a best friend you lost. You know what I'm saying? Maybe an uncle later in life. Like, uh, when I lost my auntie, that was my first big loss, but I was ninth grade. So, I understood it, but later in life, when my grandma died, it was more impactful. You know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. if it was, say, say the deaths happened opposite. Say my grandma died when I was young, that would still be impactful. My auntie died later, that would be just impactful for me because I was more older. I understood attachment man you know what i'm saying i have more time with you you know what i'm saying so what what about that when you lose somebody that you love let's start there first okay so when we lose somebody meaning in terms of death like death yeah they die exactly because i see that a lot people going through things chicago shootings killings you know what i'm saying people die in schools kids die you know what i'm saying so i think everybody can always connect with that so let's so let's bring it back to the basics. So we talking about dying. We talking about death. So yes. so so let's let's understand what we're talking about first. So we talk about losing somebody. Do yes. we lose somebody to a gunshot or do we lose somebody to old age? Did we lose somebody that we really didn't have feelings for? Did we lose somebody that was really close to us? You know, so mm-hmm. we have to really define what kind of loss it is. So 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 we could understand how we're dealing with that particular adversity or difficulty okay so for example if you just hooping on the basketball court and you miss a shot uh you're probably not upset because you get to shoot again right hooping on the court and you bust your knee right never take foot on the court again right that's a different type of difficulty so if i was in high school and you know i'm on a basketball team freshman team and we lost uh we lost our we lost our star point guard you know Mm -hmm. know i'm saying it was marcus and maurice they was twin brothers Mm mm-hmm Foothill, you know, freshman. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So, uh, you know, that was our boy, our ace. We eat with him at lunch. We practice with the dude. You know, we kick it with him outside of school. You know, we see him first thing in the morning. He's clean. He's fresh. He's a homie. He, he mm-hmm. our boy. Um, same thing with Michael Watkins. Rest in peace. Um, so these are people that I had in class in, that was classmates that was uh, junior high, high school. And these people died. They, uh-huh. they 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 died, you know. Um uh one of the homies had a disease, he had sickle cell anemia, uh-huh. and um 
And the other and the other homie, I think he died also to a disease. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a violent death. You know, it wasn't it wasn't disturbing in a sense uh-huh. that they died. So that takes a lot of the adversity away. Got it. Know? Um, and these people I've only known for a couple of years. That takes a lot of the difficulty away. It's difficult losing anybody. Right. But these were not people that were in my life for 20 years. They were in my wow. life for a few years. We was close. We ate. You know, we we worked together. We learned together. You know, we seen each other every day. Uh, but that was only for a short period of time. So when wow. I lost those guys, do I still remember them 25 years later? Absolutely. I remember my dude with the Jerry Curl with the uh, with the fresh Nike Cortez. We was the we was the black and white clique. You know what I'm saying? On certain days we're all white, certain days we were all black. Mm. The priest, you know what I'm saying? He's the basketball homie. So when we in practice, man, I'm 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 you know I'm doing drills and doing layups and you know I'm doing I'm I'm doing my workouts with my boy. You know what mm. I mean? Right. Um. So we was close, is what my point is. Okay. So at that, but at that age. I wasn't very um, mature about death. About death, right. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't lose, you know, somebody super important to me like I did later on in life. Okay. So I really wasn't mature enough to understand what I was dealing with. So it could, so that took a lot of the adversity away because I didn't understand how this was going to impact me, the way I think, the way I feel, and the way I'm going to move forward in my life. Okay. Or to losing somebody important like your auntie, mm-hmm. like your mother, like my mother. Right. Oh, so, um, I, like I mentioned about adversity, I started off in a deficit with no dad, so it was like my dad was dead to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like a step back almost. You know, so I'm already extra, extra fine. My grandmother was losing people in her family. I'm going to funerals at a young age and not even knowing who these people are, just knowing they're just family members. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 And it would just, and you know, and I get into a funeral and then I see all the people around me crying because they lost somebody important to them. And guess what I start doing? I start crying. You know what I mean? Mm. But do I really feel the same way that they feel? No, because I don't understand what they experience. Right. So anyways, um, so speaking on losing somebody close to you, you know, you got to really understand what we're dealing with. I lost my mom at 21 years old. I lost my sisters at 21 years old because when I lost my mom, they went to go stay with their dad. And during the same time, I lost my girlfriend who and she broke up with me. Mm. So I lost simultaneously, you know, four people at the same time. Mm. One of them was a death and the other two are still alive. And the other three are still alive. And your age was where we're like 21 at the time? Yeah, it's exactly 21. Okay, wow. So as a 21 versus in your 30s, how did you, because I think we progress as men, right? Like if I look back at myself in my 20s, I'm embarrassed almost how I think, how I thought, how I react, how miss, how many missteps you make, right? Just do anything. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm just now maturing. Uh, I don't think it's a certain age. Some men just mature later on. You know what I'm saying? So as a 20-year-old versus looking back, where did you see you made a mistake? And where did you see maybe you made progress? Because it, it, it can be, it can be you, you can be wrong and right at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a mistake you made and then maybe you caught it, but you didn't progress in that particular potential just yet at that, at that age that you feel. Well, 
Well, um, I guess how do I explain that? At that age, man, uh, I was really young-minded. Like you said, I was really embarrassed about the way that I handled, you know, a lot of the adversity that I dealt with. And mainly I went to, you know, not the best outlets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I turned to uh, less reliable outlets, you know, drinking, for example. Okay. You know, drugs, for example. Uh, you know, um, you know, just just kind of, I guess, um, you know, dealing with the particular situation in the way that I thought was best. You know, I was I was doing what I felt was happy because of how bad I was feeling. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't really want to feel that way no more. So you got to do some things that are opposite of the way you feel. feeling. so I did the stuff that made me feel good. And it wasn't. <laughs> things that I was doing, but that's because I was a young-minded person at that time. Wow. I didn't embrace what I understand now, because this, this is 17 years later. I can't, you know, this is, you know, do the math, this is, you know, 15, 16, 17 years later. I would not be able to do the things that I'm doing now the same way back then. That's impossible. Okay. So, some of the things that I did was turn to not so good outlets. Okay. So first outlets. First is what I do now. I pick up the phone. I call some people, let them know what I'm really feeling. Uh, pull out a piece of paper and let that song play and write down what I'm really feeling. Or, you know, go take some pictures and, you know, express the way I'm feeling with what I see. So I have much better outlets than what I did, than what I used at the time where I was immature or naive or not knowing how to deal with that type of adversity. So, you know, now I pick up the phone, I call my grandma, I talk to my grandmother about the time when I lost my mom, the things that my grandmother said and the different lessons that I learned then. But I learned those lessons then, you know, I learned those lessons then by reflecting on them now. You know what I mean? I didn't learn the lesson then. I was in the lesson up, hard-headed up, not paying attention, not I was being told, but 17 years later, mm-hmm. I can call any day. I can call my grandma any day. I could tell my grandma any day how thankful and appreciative I am of the lesson that she taught me 17 years ago. Mm. I can do that now because I'm much more confident. The way I deal with my adversity is a little bit more mature. Where did you get the confidence to be more mature about it? Or I just so where did that come from? So where did it come from? Not confident to becoming confident. You feel me? Where did that? Where did that come from? Uh, the, where did the confidence come from? Uh, where did the confidence come from? Time, time okay. gave me confidence. Got you. Time gave me confidence, uh, and then not losing somebody as important as the person that I already lost. Mm. Mm. So you, so so. So, for example, I lost my mom, right? But then I lost my sisters. Then I lost my chick. Then I lost my cousins. Then I lost my bro. Then I lost my grandma. Just my mom. I lost damn near everybody attached to my mom because of my behavior, because of my feelings, because of my immaturity, because of my choices. So I didn't. So my mom, that wasn't my choice, right? So everything that I lost after that was because of my choice. How did I get more confident? I got more confident by letting time pass and learning that in the time that I've lost all these people, 
how that feels. It feels horrible. <laughs> um, and then, you know, figuring out how to get some of those people back because of the behaviors that I was making. My mom, I, I didn't do anything to kill my mother. So uh-huh. there's nothing I could do to get that one back. You know, my chick, she done already broke up with me. So it ain't really nothing I could do to get that back. My sisters, that was out of my control. Boom. You know, there was nothing I could do to get that back. Uh, but the people that I lost because of my behavior, I, that was something I could change. Oh. I could change my behavior. I can change the way I thought. You know, I couldn't really change my feelings. But if I but if I change my mindset, maybe that would change my feelings. If okay. I change thought about things maybe that will change my behavior okay and learning how to have control learning how to have mind control okay. took care of the emotional uncontrol the emotional instability that i've had all my life i never had a dad so i've always been unstable emotionally because there was never a man to secure me in my life got you okay. so so basically to recap time helped out you know I can I can tell you. Let me let me recap it on you. So you oh, yeah. said outlet, photos, music, because I know you like that. Be honest with your family and friends. Times gives you confidence and get back to people you love. And then the young, you high headed, push people away, and that's what I that's the notes that I, that I brought down. You know what I'm saying? So when you're young, okay, yeah. So those are the things that I wrote down that kind of clicked with me. Is that kind of right? I'm just writing notes. So that's what I pretty much got from you, dude. So those are the those are the those are the main things that I heard is pretty much photos, photos and music. That can be anything, an outlet that uh instead of your anger, you put it in a photo. So it can be a, a dim day that maybe that's your day, or maybe it can change change your mood on it. So that's kind of an outlet thing. Family, friends, be more honest versus keeping it in. You know what I'm saying? I think that's another thing that I've grown and being around you helped me out to do that, to express and talk about things um, instead of holding things in. Cause I think you bundle that up and I think you not intentionally, but intentionally hurt people around you that love you. And that's how you can push people away versus like you said, calling your grandma, like I'll call my mother and express, and express things to her about my grandma or my auntie or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? To, to certain certain stories or certain certain things that that was going on at that particular time that she can explain to me or have me understand or something I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I definitely feel those points for sure. But you can go on with your points. Recap. Yeah. So uh, so. Okay, so yeah, you're right, man. Everything that you took notes on is exactly right. You taking notes on some of the stuff that was, uh, you know, you're reading in between the lines because you know me. So somebody right. don't know me have to take everything I say word for word and literally. Exactly. So, so to recap it for them word for word, literally, time. That's the first thing, right? Time yes. is out of my control. It's not in your yes. control. Not right. my, control. my mom dying, that wasn't in my control. My sisters staying with their dad, that wasn't in my control. You know, my lady breaking up with me and some of my behaviors, that was in my control. You right. Know, family being upset with, uh, you know, the way I speak and the way I think and the way I behave, that was in my control. Right. The, so what the time did for me is help me understand what was and what was not in my control. Mm. You know, because mm. I was immature. So you get mature over time. You can't just jump into maturity. You can't have a you know, is it going to be, and I was thinking about this before we talked, you know, it, mm. it, 
wiser for, I mean, I ain't even going to ask, you know, I had, um, you know, at a, you know, young age at 22. Then, you know, when I was 20, you know, 25, 26, then I had another child, you know, now mm-hmm. 10 years later, you know? So as I gain older, as I have more experience, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that I became much more of a mature man, a mature father, as my kids grew older, you know what I'm saying? My point is, is saying that as time passed, I've gotten more experience. I've gotten more understanding. I've gotten more maturity on how to deal with these different adversities. And that's what it took for me then without me knowing it. So somebody right now that's 22 years old, that just lost a mom, that just lost a girl, just lost their twin sisters, mm-hmm. not going to understand any words that I'm speaking right now. Now. Receive it if they can just yeah. receive it, right? They don't got to understand right. it. If they can hear right. the message, okay. it, it will hit them faster than 17 years is my point. Okay. They will jump into that maturity, right. probably not immediately, but in a few years, depending on their... Um, their learning capacity, you know, they will understand faster than what I would have understand then without having this information. And you're my proof. Right, you're exactly. my proof, right? You're right. my proof, right? Like, you're my proof, right? Like, my sisters, they're my proof. Like, my family, because I wasn't the only one that lost a mother. My sisters lost a mother. Right. You lost somebody that was mother-like. My cousin right. lost somebody that was mother-like that they call auntie. Mm. My grandmother lost somebody that was mother-like, her daughter. My, you know, my aunties lost their sister. So I wasn't by myself in this loss. We were all in a deficit. But because I had mature people around me, I had Mm -hmm. I had for people around me. I had grandparents. I had mature friends. I had people that, you know, my, my, you know, BJ lost his mom before I lost my mom. Right. Right. Those are people that I got a chance to look up to. BJ always, BJ never talk about his mom. He never put nothing on his mom. He never even spoke on his mom like that. And you know what? You know, not to, not to call my dude out, but just to say, I paid attention. I was like, and I paid attention. So I, you know, in my own way, I wanted to be just like him. Never said nothing about my mom. Never put nothing on my mom. Never, you know, try to blow my mom up on my mom. Right, right, right doing that but i didn't know nobody else that lost a mom so i i wanted to gravitate towards somebody that i know that did didn't even Mm -hmm. know bj like that don't know anything about bj but Mm -hmm. that's one thing i do know about him he don't on his mama he don't speak on his mama that's a line that you don't cross with him it must be sensitive because he don't talk about it i talk i talk i say anything i i used to be like bj you know what i'm saying right you know, but basically my point is, is just to say that, um, you know, I mean, I lost people even after my mom. I lost my grandfather, my, you know, my kid's mom. She lost her grandfather. That was on my watch. You know, my my grandmother lost her family members on my watch. So my basically my point is, is that I found myself identifying with somebody that was in my exact same situation. BJ was one of those people. Basically, there hasn't been anybody else that I could identify with that has lost their mother. Mm-hmm. So that made me responsible for my behaviors, for my maturity, for my action, for my patience. It made me responsible for everything because guess how people look at me? 
they looking at me like, oh man, how are you still doing it? <laughs> exactly. How are you still making Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still smiling oh. and still enjoying how life. You know, why aren't you in the corner bundled up? But you probably had your times bundled up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it might be different if you was in your 40s and lost your mom. I ain't lost my mom. I might lose my mom in my 50s. So I might have a different expression versus when I'm 20. Or maybe not. Maybe I can take it. You know what I'm saying? And maybe yeah. I so you just never know the range, man. I just wanted to just talk about death, but just the range of adversities that you that that you go through in life like for instance like with me right now with my knee right like like last week everything was was on point you know what i'm saying pray on point went backpack giveaway on point like i'm at a high right now you know what i'm saying i'm off work everything is good and then tear my knee up you know what i'm saying it's like okay okay what's going on like why is this going because we all ask like why like why like what what's the reason behind this like everything is good it's like you go out with a girl you got your girlfriend y'all good everything is gucci and all of a sudden everything just goes sour you know what i'm saying like what happened like we was just good like what's going on you know what i'm saying and what i'm trying to learn or what i'm trying to go through is the process through it like 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 what's the process through this like what am I feeling every day I wake up? What am I feeling throughout the day? You know what I'm saying? Like my my emotions be up, down, up, down, and be stable, stable, stay a little bit down, up again, little up again. You know what I'm saying? I gotta pray on it. You know what I'm saying? Because it comes with a lot. Just because you got an injury, smug gonna come out there in LA. I know you don't y'all don't have that. PG E. Rent gonna come, insurance is gonna come, car note is gonna come, you know what I'm saying? All these things are falling on my head, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just really just trying to box it off as long as I possibly can box it off, you know what I'm saying? Before it can get to you, you know? Because, I mean, nobody can pay your bills but you, you know what I'm saying? And that's how most people feel, you know? Something's gonna have to give eventually, man, and I'm just trying to uh, show my progress through it on my podcast, mostly probably talking to you, but to show people, man, when you're going through something, this is how I deal with it. Now, you don't have to do it the same exact way, but you can always pick pick like a tree and mix it up. You know what I'm saying? I see how you do certain things, I pick from you. See how you do certain things, pick from him. See how you know people do certain things, even on TV or or people that I, I notice, like JJ, things that he's done, I pick from him. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of mix it in on how I do it. So talking about this topic is really not to give a perfect answer it's that look i got a tree just pick a little bit off of me you know what i'm saying and 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 i'm just trying to show the process that you go through because people always say well you know you're gonna go through adversity you know you're gonna get showered on this is just a part of life but nobody teaches you when you win it what do you do you know what i'm saying so i'm really just doing a documentary on what do you do through this process you know what i'm saying what am i doing through this process you feel me i gotta go to work I can't pick up no boxes. My ACL and PCL is torn. You know what I'm saying? And this is something that you can give them. It's something I can give them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can just always give our perspective. You know what I'm saying? We can always give some advice. We can. And then it's just like I was telling my young cousin, uh, my young cousin, Greg, you know what I mean? He's in school. I mean, you know, I don't even mean to put his business out there like that, but he in school. You know what I'm saying? He don't want nobody to know. My bad cousin, but, <laughs> but I'm the first person that he told. Mm-hmm. We got to talking. I was like, well, yeah, man, you don't want to you don't want to take boxing lessons from somebody that always get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to be a better boxer when 
when you taking lessons from the knockout king. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, get, the get knocked out king. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, right. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like who, 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 who was there to give me advice on my situation? I didn't have nobody. My mm. grandmother, yeah, but my grandmother's 50 years removed right. from the age bracket. So exactly. my grandmother, yeah. like, don't different perspective. Different perspective. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying different perspective. Yeah, she's yeah, she's yeah. She was she was, she was in the 60s. I was in my 20s. It's like right. understand, you know, smoking weed and drinking Hennessy. Not gonna understand. She did that right. in her 20s, right? So right. 40 years removed from something that I was I would do when I, I didn't do nothing different than what she did. She was cigarettes, mm. I was smoking blunts. It wasn't mm. It wasn't nothing different. My mom was smoking cigarettes. She just so happened to get she got rare version of lung cancer. Mm. That was that would that would scare me, right? That would Mm. think that me smoking blunts can Mm. lead to to, could lead to the same cause of death as my mom. Mm. So so what I'm saying is is that yes, it's different perspectives. Yes, I agree with that. And you know, also what I'm saying is is that you're right. Nobody didn't give me the book on how to deal with losing a parent. You know what I'm saying? How to deal with losing your mom, you know? And if somebody wrote that, they didn't write that. They wrote that from their perspective, you know? So anyways, I was unable to identify with somebody that was in my particular situation. So that's not so I didn't have anybody to go to to get advice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have anybody to go to and say, man, how did you deal with it? What was the process? So now that I've dealt with it, it's almost my obligation. It's my responsibility yeah, right. to give that information to people have that to. have never experienced it. And have especially to. that haven't lost their mother. Right. You know, like literally, like, yeah. you know, I've already lost my dad. I don't, I don't, you know, and, right. you know, there is no emotional tie there. There's some curiosity there. There's some there's some logical questions that I would like to know, but there's no emotional attachment. If anything, it's an emotional detachment. Um, but anyways, that's just a deficit that I've carried over over, you know, 38 years. But it's a lot of kids that's in that position, dog, that you definitely have to speak on with that. I think there's more than enough, dog, you know what I'm saying, to really know that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's speak on it. Let's speak on it, right? Let's speak on it, right? Let's speak on that. So, for example, so for the children that are being raised in a single parent household with multiple children, um, you know, uh, mom holding it down, doing whatever the mom has to do. Shout out to the single women. Shout out that do it by themselves. But shout out to the dads that's single and still want to be in their child. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference in, in raised is when those children are in that house in their not it's not that the dad's not in the house. Mm-hmm. It's when the dad's not in the life. Mm-hmm. For example, I don't want to throw nobody under the bus or say no names, but for example, uh, and this is a real life example, but I'm not gonna bust no people out. So change the say, names. Yeah, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. So even though the innocent is guilty. So let's say you know you got Joe. Okay. Joe is not in his children, his 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 daughter's life. He got two daughters. Okay. You know, and the daughters stay with the mother. And Joe, he just do his thing. Sometimes he got a job. Sometimes he don't. Okay. Sometimes he got a chick. Sometimes he don't. Sometimes he got a spot. Sometimes he don't. 
Okay. Sometimes he, he up, sometimes he down. Okay. But at the end of the day, he not in his children's life. He gotcha. wants, sometimes he is, sometimes he not. Sometimes it's in his control, sometimes it's not in his control. Okay? That's just the facts, man. That's just it don't matter how you feel about it. This is real life situations that everybody goes through. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so my so what I want to bring light to is is that is that man doing his best? You know, is that man doing what is necessary to be in those kids' life? Is that man doing what's necessary to to make sure his life is ready to receive his children? Mm. Um, you know, is that man doing what's necessary to support his children? Is that so 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 I bring that scenario up because it's real life and I want to bring the downside to light of that scenario. The downside is this, you know, my dad, you know, talking about me specifically, like not, not, not fictitious on some real stuff. My dad, I see my dad two times in my life, period. Twice. Mm. But the two times I've seen him was the dopest times I remember. (laughs) Okay. The dope, dopest, dopest. The Mm dope. One, I was too young to remember. I was about four or five years old. Mm -hmm. All is my dad swooping me up, Mm -hmm. being and sitting in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. of his car, sitting on his lap and turning the steering wheel. And we was really on the freeway. Mm -hmm. My dad, my dad can, my mom, you, my grand, nobody could ever take that away from me, bro. And that was when I was young. So that's a good feeling. Remember, I'm in a deficit. I'm born up, no daddy on a birth ticket. Remember? Right. But four years later, I remember being on his lap, turning the steering wheel like I was really driving. Like, mm. I'm on a freeway. We doing it. Right. One memory I have of my dad. Then there's another memory I have of my dad. This is the only memories I got of my dad, period. Just two. Mm. Wow. The second is when I was uh, a star on a baseball team. Mm. I was playing at uh, Willow Rancho or something like that over there in the South um, mm-hmm. or whatever. I think I was pitching or I was playing for the Pirates and I was pitching. And at that time, I had the fastest fastball. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I had a hanging curveball mm-hmm. and striking cats out like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, guess who's in the crowd watching me? Mm-hmm. Wow, your dad. But he don't even know who his son is. Wow. Because when it was time for us to bat, I went and stood right next to him, and I watched him. And he didn't know he was watching his son. Oh, but his wow. son played baseball gotcha. at the at the uh at that particular baseball diamond at, at Little uh Willow Rancho Little League, right? Okay. So I still got the pictures from that day. Um, I don't know who was taking pictures, the team mom or something, but they got me on the mound pitching. They got me leading off and. Basically, I went and stood by my dad and watched the game as if he didn't know I was his son. Wow! You know? And I and um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really know how I feel about that now. But how I felt about that then, I thought yeah. I was the cockiest person in the world. Exactly. It's amazing I I, what a father can do. It's amazing you know, what a father can do. I was really, really in my feelings, but I was so in my feelings that I wanted to be right next to him. I wanted to be in his energy, and I wanted to know for a fact that he didn't know who I was. Mm. And and I proved that to myself. And then after that, I went searching for him. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple years later, before I got 18, I went knocking on his door. 
Uh, I work for Department of Child Support Services. Believe it or not, I used to cut my <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was still in high school, bro. I was, wow, I, was, I didn't know that. I was interning for the Department of Child Support when it was on Power In, right over there by where DMV is now. That's crazy. And I used to put my my social security number in the system. We wasn't supposed to do it, but I did it because I wanted to see what my daddy address was. And I he was he paying child support? Wow. So my daddy used to work for a maid, like a maid come like 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 Maria's maids or like you know him maids or whatever. Yeah. You know the little cleaning service. My daddy was paying like fifteen dollars a month in child support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was hot. I was like this. Wow. I was hot. Like he don't spend no time with me and he ain't giving up no money. Oh, this dude is a true deadbeat. Wow. I, just asked, I went and knocked on his door. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, and I those are the only memories I have of my dad. But my point is, it's like I was talking about Joe. He got mm-hmm. two dogs. Mm-hmm. What is he doing to show presence in his his, his life? Stop. Know, so let me let me let me let me let me let me kind of get in on that. So Cause, cause that's dope. Because the it point is. is different with the man being in the household. Because exactly. I was right. Also different being out of the household and still being in the children's life. Exactly. My dad, number one, wasn't in the household and number two, and he wasn't in my life outside of the household. And that's right. But I want to make sure that people without a father mm-hmm. in their household or without a mother in their household, because it could be vice versa, the mom mm-hmm. could be strung out on drugs. The mom could be out there yep. prostituting. Yep. The mom mm-hmm. could be out there educated. The mom could have came from ch- uh, teen childbirth. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or or rape or rape. Let's be honest. I knew one who, who had a baby that was raped, and I want to get into all the details. And you know what I'm yeah. saying. Her son asked questions like, "Why aren't you?" They could have been molested. It could be. It could. It don't have to be. It could be. It could be neglected. We don't even. Yep. Gotta, we don't even got to be specific. Let's just yep. say neglect or abuse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I just want to be honest with the situation and express. I'm I'm a man, I'm expressing it, but I want to express both sides for whatever people that hear this, even if they don't know me, they don't know you, they don't know what we went through, but right. they need to hear what the difference it makes when the parent wants to be in the kid. Yeah. And I think the kids know it. that. I think kids know that too. Kids feel it. Kids can feel that. Yeah, they can they they kids have their own intuition. But anyways, that's the point I wanted to make. I want to make sure that I separate the men that are in the house right. versus men that are out of the house and are still in their family or their children's lives that's the point go ahead wrap it up. and, and I, yeah let me yeah i'm definitely gonna wrap it up so i i agree with that 100 man this first thing we have to get out ladies sorry i have to say this throw out it's a perfect daddy throw that out <laughs> throw that in the trash because some women think you have to be a specific or vice versa some single men out there and the mothers is coming and visiting that's a perfect mother there's no such thing but if a man is trying, he's calling, he's making efforts. One or two things you people got to stop doing. Stop talking about your your kid's father in front of them and vice versa in front of your kids. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to talk just nasty and dirty, if they're not old enough, they're young, let that be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the design of this world is for a, 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 have a mother and a father together. I think I think they, 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 I think their brains, I think their feelings, I think having both parents, uh, even if they're not together, I think they they develop more of a better character. Not saying less character, but certain things that I can teach my son or my daughter that you can't teach. That's coming from a man, and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? 
There's certain things that you can't teach your son when it comes to women. What 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 a woman wants. You know what I'm saying? You know, my mom used to tell me when I was younger, from a woman's point of view, have a clean room and smell good. You know what I'm saying? So I always try to have a clean room and smell good. You know what I'm saying? Or iron your clothes, boy. Girls don't want to see that. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a balance in there with my father. It was more of I'm gonna go to work every single day. That's what I do. I, so that's what I kind of got from, you know what I'm saying? Now, ha- having both in and out, and if a father don't want to be there, you know, that's on them. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's and that's just a cold situation. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you like you said, all these scenarios or what or whatnot. But if a guy don't choose to be there, man, I mean, we can't put this one guy and make a blanket statement, like I said, adversity on every single father. And that's where I think most women get or people think that deadbeat fathers or black fathers are not in their children's lives and that's not the truth you know what i'm saying if anything a lot of dudes in their kids life you know what i'm saying like 90 percent of them you know what i'm saying 95 percent of them damn near you know what i'm saying and they love their kids you feel me but i just feel like we get a bad rap man i just feel like we just got to keep doing it. And I think it's designed for two, not just one. You know what I'm saying? Single mothers, if if you do have a father out there and he is trying, let him come in. You chose this man. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes some guys want to wake up and want to be a father. I get it. But let that child decide that, not you. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you seen your dad twice and you had the biggest impression on this man until you turn 18 at child support and you still want to go see him because of that impression so not every time it's going to end like you it might end another way but that impression makes you feel something that confidence gave you something you see what i'm saying it gave you that confidence dog and we as men because i feel like men are breaking that cycle from the 80s right i think the 80s that's where it kind of fell off 70s and 80s i think you know what i'm saying our great grandfathers they were more stabilized than our fathers come you know you have the drug epidemic and and crack mothers and crack fathers and i think that's where it kind of messed up and i think from the 80 90s like us growing up i think we're starting to break that curse a little bit you know what i'm saying and then our kids gonna come and then break that curse you know what i'm saying but i definitely think the design is for for both i think a man needs to see what a man does right because if around nothing but women you're gonna start getting women energy you know what i'm saying not 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 purposely but a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like when I used to fall my, with my cousins, my big cousins, when I used to fall and scrub and I want to run to my mama, right? And they'll stop me in full stride. No, boy. And then they'll rub my chest like, stop crying, stop crying. And then that builds a hardness up for me. You know what I'm saying? Because when you go through school, right? High school, people might mess with you. People might might joke on you. But but since, since I've been around men and helping me out, I can take some of those jokes. Versus I was around women, I probably couldn't take as many jokes. I want to get mad and fight. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's designed for 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 both, man. So just to kind of wrap it up, man, I definitely believe that um, not having a father in your life or a mother won't hold you back if you don't let it. Because I've seen it with my own eyes, which is with you. You know what I'm saying? And that's a testimony that you should definitely share sometime in the future whenever you want to and not just it didn't stop you it puts you to a whole nother level with what three degrees so um maybe maybe you probably don't have nobody i'm just talking to general people that 
can show you the way, but I definitely seen it. And there's definitely a group, a blueprint out there that you could definitely follow. You know what I'm saying? And it starts with adversity to the process of adversity, losing people in your life. But the, the difference is with anything you stuck with it and got to stick with it through the good and the bad. And you will grow through that period. And that's my little two cents on that, man. Do you have any last thoughts, man, before I, um, before I end it? Yeah, man, let me uh, just touch on the household and the little design and all that. Uh, I agree with the 80s and the, and the drug era. I do agree with that. I agree with uh, media and society influencing what the, what the home is supposed to look like or what it's supposed to be like. It's not a real reality. Mm-hmm. You know, what we see on TV is not reality. It's TV. But it's not real. Believe, nigga, the movies, the television shows, the like the shows or the family matters. Like it's we want that, but that's not real. You know what I'm saying? It's not real. It ain't it's not real. It it's make believe. That's what it is. It's make believe. We're making it so you can believe it, like a movie. Right. Right. I mean, that's why I'm into music and that's why I'm into media because I want to know what it really is. Computers, I want to know what it really is. You know what I'm saying? These these man-made machines are processing, you know, on behalf of humans. You know, they're they're they're, they're processing in 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 light of human processing, a human in you know intellectual understanding. So, anyway, that's what I want to make sure that I address. So, yeah, um, you know, we watch Family Matters. We we, we grew up exactly mm-hmm. exactly. So, we grew up on Family Ties. We grew yes. up Batman, Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> the Jeffersons. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. Jetsons, nigga, Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The Walt Disney. You know what I'm saying? But right. at the same time, man, I got behind that to understand what was being taught and what was being influenced, and it wasn't the truth. So now that I've come up out of that make believe, right. You know, it's make believe. It's something that you actually believe in your head. You believe right, that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women believe that they're single parents. They're right. Single exactly. Parents. Mm. They believe that. Yeah. They believe that they don't yeah. got no. They believe right. that that is a deadbeat. So right. Yes. Believe is what these men and same thing with the men. The couple of men that do have their kids. You know, they believe that the mother. Or they believe that the other parent is not capable and that type of belief we carry that burden we carry that burden generation after generation after generation so that's what i want to make sure that i'm clear expressing and i want to make sure that i'm clear with my purpose my purpose is to change that belief exactly. so bro that's why you said i'm your living proof because that's exactly what i am if you look at me and then you put me side by side with adversity you know and you see that big old mountain of adversity, and you see your little old bro, you're probably going to bet against your bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have to bet the odds on it, it'd be like one out of a million odds to get through that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't make it through that. You would, you would bet on adversity, right? So yes. now that we came up out of that adversity, right? right? Now that we came up out of that adversity, right? We spent the last 5, 10, 15 years coming up. Of adversity, right. still going through adversity, 
during this podcast right now. Right, right. Yes, right now as we, yes, right when I hang up, it's still adversity. I got to deal with what's like a real reality, like what's really going on, really a job, really bills, really, really everything. Yes. So that's why I'm making sure that I address what society might make us believe. Yes. What I know my bro and versus what I know in my heart that I truly believe. And that is what I'm making sure that I clearly express because that's a part of the process. Getting away from what you already believe. If you believe it's adversity, if you believe it's super difficult, if you believe you're not going to get through it, well, you might as well go in and carry that rock on your back and just start tumbling. But if you look at adversity, like you would look at adversity right now, like it's a big-ass mountain, but you see your bro stand next to it, I look like a giant. Mm. You climb and stomp and kick and whoop adversity ass. Yeah. You, right. you, you me do that. So now you're now you putting everything on me when at first that's not what you believe. So right. the purpose is to make sure that in my life, with my behavior, with my with my truth, with my verbal, emotional, mental, uh, you know, all these different ways that I can express myself that it changes what people. Not how they feel. Not right. how they because feelings gonna always change. Right. Definitely change your mind. That could last forever. But I'll sum it up that way, man, because that's my purpose of, of in life. If right. God was gonna take me out, right. if the was gonna take me out with a car accident, and nigga, God said, okay, let's let the car accident happen. And let's watch the devil lose, and let's watch you walk away with a scratch and everything that you had that you put in that car, and break your ass down time after time, day after day, month after month, and year after year. You gonna start looking at adversity like, oh man. Yeah, if you you definitely deal with faith. Yeah. Let me climb that thing tonight. Let me climb that thing tomorrow because that's what I believe in my mind. And if I believe that in my mind, I'm gonna start believing. And if I believe that in my heart, then that's how I really truly feel. Right. Everything I do is going to be based on what I feel, and everything that I feel is going to be based on what I believe. So right. That's why, all right. Wanted, that's why I started this conversation off making sure that the people that we're dealing with, because you can't just understand a person by what you see. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's just what you see. That's just a physical attribute. That's And what you see is not the truth. Not what you truth. hear might not be the truth, right? What you might. You know, physically touch and you know what you smell. It might not always be the truth. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so that is what we have to take the time to go through. Because if you your mom, you never would think in a minute to cancer. I didn't know that my mom had lung cancer. I didn't find out that she died from lung cancer until ten years after she died, and then breast, breast cancer month, and then. And then drive pink, and then wear pink ribbon. I was like, "Wait, that's for breast cancer." Oh my! God. I didn't wow. die from cancer, bro. Wow. Why wow. every fight for cancer? I'm just like, damn, I lost my mom. I ain't even paying attention to the fight over the disease. Right, right. Because something that I believe. I believe that I lost my mother. I don't right. care. Oscar for <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. We not laughing because it's funny. We laughing because it's like yeah, it's like I'm serious. Because it's death, bro. Who who laughs at their mom dying? I'm laughing. Because, 
to understand how she died. Right, right. And she died from at the end of the day, cancer. Yeah, re- reality, like real, real, real life. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah. I'm making sure that I express, man, is the make believe versus. Make believe. Yeah, we're going we, we I like that. We're gonna get into that heavy next time. What's reality and what's fiction? And sometimes even I do it. I think we all do it, right? We always have a standard for people that's uh uh not real, right? We have a standard for women. You know, some some women have you know, you gotta balance it out. You know what I'm saying? We always have this potential for say a person have potential for you, right? Or a person have potential for me, or you have potential for somebody else, and they don't live up to it, or you put a high potential that nobody can live up to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, even if you do everything right, they might look at this one thing that you do wrong, turn and cheat on you, do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Really no structure. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, you know, I always ask women this. Even ask my sisters. Kamisha, Kiyasha, I always ask women this. You know what I'm saying? I said, if if a guy, if so if you have a guy, right, you have a bad boy, you have a nice guy. A nice guy, he's always nice to you. Or would you be with that guy? You know what yeah. I always say? Nah, man, I can't be with just a nice guy all the time. I can't. Like, hold on. So you want to be the person that's nice to you? That give you flowers all the time? You can't? Nah, man, I need somebody to check me. Hold on. You want somebody to check you? I'm not saying my sisters, I, if they hear this, I'm not just saying with y'all, but I'm saying in general that I collected over my lifetime that I asked. Majority of them always say that. You know what I'm saying? They want to they want a man that 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 checks them. Right? So my thing is reality and in, in, in fiction, because when they have a man that's snapping on them, gassing on them, going hard on them, they be like, Oh, I wish he was nicer. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we get confused of, of what's real and, and what's not and vice versa with men. You know what I'm saying? We get confused, but I'm just talking about from a, a men's point of view. And that's life, even with fathers. Right. They they they, they assume that, um, you know, we're supposed to do everything right at all times when the kids come, hug them, love them. You know what I'm saying? Do all their homework all the time. We might be tired that day. You know, we might work 10, 12, 13, 14 hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm exhausted. You know what I'm saying? I can't be the father that you want me to be right now. You know what I'm saying? So everybody has holes to them. And that's the reality for me that uh, makes me okay with things that I know people are flawed. And when you know that reality, that then you can build your kind of fantasy like, okay, I can help out with this part. Or I can help out with this. I can deal with that. I always say, if you like a person, like five things about them, two things that you might not like, can you deal with those two things? And the other three that they, they bring that to the table. You know what I'm saying? So say they, they work hard, they're a provider, but they're lazy. Or say they're not lazy, but they're not a provider. You know what I'm saying? Or say they're a good mother, but they are bad to their family members. So, you know what I'm saying? You kind of have to tweak of what you like and what you don't like, the fantasy and the reality, and you have to balance that. You know what I'm saying? But I think, again, like you were saying, dog, like w- when you see it from uh, TV and realities and, and things of that nature, and I think it's really getting worse, not better for the Jeffersons from he had his own business to family ma- family matters. He was a cop, had a family versus his reality shows, man, I think it's seeping worse. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to show you a video. I want to get into you, get into you with it next week. So let me tell you about the reality and the, and the fantasy. Right. So I was looking on my Instagram. Right. And the day before the day before 
this black woman i don't know if you've seen it but i'm gonna try to send it to you this black woman was uh getting something out of you know you go to the asian store uh, to, to, to supplies to get like some grease or some spray or some hair or whatever girls get and when you go in there it always feel like they think you're gonna steal something that's how i feel when i go in there want to get some grease or a brush they always feel like you're gonna steal something so anyway the owner uh confronted this lady she had her son there she he thought she was stealing and she wasn't stealing so anyway when she was like man i'm not stealing i'm walking away right older punched her in her mouth dead in her mouth you can see her lip is all busted the whole nine you know what i'm saying busted her in her mouth you feel me yeah so she's telling her story like yeah they said they was going to arrest him but they didn't arrest the guy they didn't arrest the asian owner they didn't they didn't arrest her at all and her lip is all messed up so the next day some black men went out there to protest on this Asian dude at this supply beauty store. I think it was in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So they protesting like, sisters, we out here trying to protect y'all. Right. And it's nine, a hundred percent black. I, that's what it looked like on the video out there. Maybe like 20, 30 of them, but he's only letting one or two in at a time into the supply store but there's black dudes out there support like man don't support this dude he just beat up on our black girl he just beat up on this black girl he just beat up on her he just sucked on her like don't give this dude no business that's not cool you know what i'm saying and guess what happened a black girl come out gassing on a dude who's protesting for them oh <laughs> oh <laughs> y'all you know, my business and you huh what you doing you ain't helping me i'm like Oh, what? I'm confused. Who's the winner? Who's the loser? Because he got 50% off? That's why he want to go in there? Because he got 50% off of that, that, that fake hair? That that fake? Because he had 50% off. I forgot to tell you. So he gave 50% off on all the products in the store the next day. So the wow. black women had no issue with that, right? Ah. So, but this is the kicker. So I write like, I write like a little paragraph, like this is embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Like our black women get beat up and we're going in there because it's 50% off. Like hair means more than your, means more to you than your, than your pride or, 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 or your character. Like this is crazy. So a black lady writes under that, right? She said, cause she wrote a paragraph or a hair paragraph. She was like, basically it's so long, but let me paragraph it. She was like, if black men loved our black women natural hair, we wouldn't try so hard to find a black man. What? Yeah. So that was her thing under the bottom. So she's basically saying, it's, I'm not, I don't know what she's saying, but this is what I was assuming how she was writing it. It's okay because we have to do it to impress you guys. So that's why we run into it. Now, I don't know if she was saying what was right or wrong, but I'm going to tag you in the video so you can see what she was saying. So everybody was arguing against her. All the black men was coming in there like, hold on, like, nah, bro, like, nah, that ain't that ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? This ain't this is not official. So anyway, man, I kind of want to get in that in depth in that of why our women has to go get our hair done so much, all these products. Products, all these things that we're selling and that Saturday when we was giving out backpacks me and the me and these dudes were talking about that that's how crazy that is we were talking about how uh other communities can abuse us and push us around and and we'd be okay with it you know what I'm saying but it right. goes 
to I don't know how many fathers they have. Is it the fathers? Is it our responsibility? Is it, is it the woman to keep the man in, 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 in their lives so they don't have to run to that if they don't have, if they don't want to? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I'm gonna I, I definitely want to see your view of it. But it was crazy how black women came and arguing against the protesters that was protesting. That was crazy to me, bro. And that's not that's not real. That's that's y'all said we don't help and protect, but right here we're trying to help and protect and y'all trying to destroy us so it just come down to that dog is is really deep dog i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you on my on my instagram dog i got it it's kind of crazy um it's it's it's, it's kind of laughable to see it but you know we're kind of lock in with that man so um yeah dog we're gonna lock in probably sometime next week for sure um get your thoughts on that um i thank everybody for listening today with my boy Kim, my bro, you know what I'm saying? We definitely gonna lock in again, talk about the video that I just said. Uh we don't close no doors, we keep all doors open, man. Do you have any last words, man, before I get off this phone? Yeah, bro, man. I'm as soon as you put this episode up, man, it's going on talentedradio.com, man. You got to hear my boy Talented Radio for sure. Ready for that to be back. I'm working on it, man. It's I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. So all this that we doing, bro, I'm going to go back and put the original episode that we did with just a little introduction and a okay. little and stuff. I'm going to put that on talentedradio.com yes, as well. Sir. Yes, sir. All right, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you being on here, man. Really getting in debt with me, man. Talking about some real issues, man, that anybody can take, man. So don't take offense, man. Just open up your mind, man, and build on that. And uh, we'll see you next time, man. All right, right. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.